transitioning to family. Today's guest has been through the process, making hard decisions and moving his business from first focusing on flipping houses and lifting houses to now building a multifamily empire. We're going to be diving into his flying and some very valuable tips that you can use no matter what you're doing in the business to help you grow personally and professionally. Let's get right to it. This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. For as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. Today's episode is sponsored by Von Finch Capital. If you're interested in investing alongside me in the same type of real estate opportunities that I personally invest in, then head over to Von Finch Capital and join their private investor network. You can do so at vonfinch.com invest. Join me on that next deal. and I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Pesavento, and I'm very excited. Today we have Jason Yerusi in the studio with us today. How are you doing today, Jason? Doing awesome, man. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to when I actually can be in the studio again, face to face, right? Because it's been a bit since we've actually been in person having a conversation. So psyched to be here, man. Good to chat. How you doing? It's been too long. And that is what the feeling I feel like almost everybody is feeling as we're heading, you know, into mid-year of 2021. It, as we've been continuing to explore and, and, and dive into change. But we're going to talk about that and more. But for you guys who don't know Jason, he's the founder of Yerusi Holdings with his wife, Peely. They have over $75 million in assets under management across 850 multifamily units. He's an avid ultra runner and workout enthusiast. He's the host of the Multifamily Live podcast and the Jason and Peely Project. And he wakes up at 4.32 a.m. every day. We'll get into that, I'm sure. And as an aspiring ukulele player. So he is an incredible family man. He's been doing a lot of great things. And we actually connected back in 2016 at one of the very first real estate conferences, actually the very first real estate conference I had ever been to. And uh, we've been friends ever since. So I'm excited to dive into things. Yeah, that's crazy. We're just talking about that, right? And that was my first real estate conference just on the opposite side of the country, right? So in New Jersey said, yeah, we, we came across this group. This was a Peely had had, um, of course, our first kid. We were looking for ways to get active in real estate. I found this group. I said, this would be awesome for you to get engaged with uh, Peely. And when she did, there was this event coming up, but we had, a, you know, so Peely was second or uh, pregnant with our second child. So I went out to the event, met you, met a ton of other great friends that we still have today. And yeah, rest is history, man. The rest is history. And it's crazy to think we had you on for episode four that came out back in 2019, in April oh, wow. 2019. So if anyone wants to go back and listen to an earlier version of this conversation where we both come, uh, you can dive back in episode four. But you know, your business has been one that's been incredible. As I've been following you for many years, you started out, um, you know, when I had met you, you're working both uh, doing house flips while also lifting houses in a family business and doing some, you know, frankly, heavy construction. And over the last few years, we've seen you 
within our group of friends, be somebody who is one of the first people to step back into the multifamily space. And then as you slowly have been transitioning all of your effort and focus there. And so I'd love to talk a little bit about how that business has changed and scaled over time and what led to some of the decisions to be able to let go of things that were working in order to be able to step fully into this space that you're in today. So that's always that question, right? And, and sometimes you have that defining moment and sometimes you don't, right? And sometimes you start stacking everything because you don't know that next question, that next step or where you're going to go. So as we met, of course, you know, doing flipping, doing some wholesaling, doing some Airbnb. On top of that, we were, of course, running this family construction business and the business had gone nuts. I know we, we talked about it before because of Hurricane Sandy and it was fun helping dad really just ramp up his business. We, Pewie and I had come from a lot of different spaces, of course, in, in a lot of different fields. So we knew this was a, a, a season, but this wasn't our ultimate step in our journey, right? So we were just trying to figure it out like a lot of people do. And we started buying some rentals out of state and that was really accelerating for us and exciting, but it wasn't scalable. We couldn't do this on a point where we knew we were gonna be able to, okay, buy 50 duplexes in, in a certain area. It just wasn't something that was gonna be full circle. So came upon people buying large apartment buildings. It was something that really clicked for me, it really just said, okay, here's a way that we can do what we've done in the past, take businesses that weren't performing and make them perform better. So we looked at this and said, okay, you buy a building, it's got to get times the scale because maybe you have 50, 100, 200 people under one roof and you can move small levers, which just has a massive effect across this big building. That was back, of course, prior to when we I was on the last show back in 2017, we brought our first 94 unit. And that was just the eye opener of, of what you can do and how you can scale and how you can grow. So we've gone all in on that from a lot of different points. In the beginning, we were still helping on the family business in a big part, but we've continued to step out and step out and step out as we could let the business really evolve to what it is today for my dad, him, him and my brother really doing great things out there. And now we're really full in on multifamily. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's hard when you have a, something in front of you that you're good at, that you're succeeding at, but, and you're working with other people. And as you get more and more clear on your goals and values and what's important to you, it can be difficult to make that decision for yourself to step away from what was working phenomenally in order to be able to create what you want to be create. So definitely many inspirations for you on, on that stepping in. And obviously there's been a lot of uh, growth that you've been able to see over the past couple of years, but how have you gone about finding that key focus today? And overall, what had you land in this position to say, yep, I'm going to go all in on one thing. You know, you start with the little steps, like even like getting up in the morning, right? Creating these little wins in your day, creating these little wins in your life. And um, you th you create goals and create steps that are actionable. Many times you'll hear like, I, I, I want to make a million dollars or I want to, you know, go and buy a thousand units, right? But without context of like, what's the step? Or what's the idea to get there, right? So for us, you know, even right now, like goal right now, we're going to get an LOI out a week, right? So I don't know where that goes. I don't know what the big format in there, but we have to build back to continue to have at least an, a three to four conversations each week with brokers, three to four conversations each week with property managers, with investors. So we continue to build 
that Rolodex of deal flow coming in. So we have deals in front of us that we can make offers. And on the big overarching goal, it would be to go under contract and close on one deal a quarter for, for the 2021. And that was our goal in 2020. Um, worked out in its, in its own odd way. We closed on one deal in, in uh, first quarter and call, closed on three in the last quarter. So happened, but it was just us putting the steps into play to saying, okay, instead of saying let's get a deal done each quarter and then you know you you'll find ways to procrastinate or put that off or wait till the last minute to go after it well let's do actual steps what's that actual steps okay i put an offer out each week. Okay, how are we gonna get to that? Have a number of conversations each day throughout the week so we can have enough lead generation to know that there's offers in front of us for us to go out there and of course put LOIs on. Yeah, and that's so, so important, right? Because when you're starting out with a clear vision of where you wanna land, then you can start mapping out what are those steps, those actions, those things that I can do on a daily or weekly or monthly basis that are gonna help get me there? And then how do I actually check in? What are the KPIs? And for you, in this instance, you're talking about the number of LOIs that you'd be getting out per week. How can I check in to understand that I'm actually uh, meeting that expectation of getting there and that my belief that these actions are gonna lead to that are actually true and what yep. tweaks do I need to make along the way? So that's that's really amazing. You know, for for listeners, we've been talking a lot lately about your superpower. What is the thing that ends up uh, being the thing that you are absolutely the best at? The thing that you uh, are both good at and uh, people recognize that you're good at and the thing that you do better than most other people. So <laughs> with that question out there, Jason, what do you believe your superpower is? So my wife would say I'm stubborn and uh, I'm pretty good at being stubborn when I know that there's a right answer, right? And I, I, I'm sure she's laughing right over there is that I'm stubborn to a point that if I believe there's a yes out there, I'm going to keep finding out how to ask the question to the right person to get to that yes. And that, that's a lot of the points is that so many times in life we'll take the first no and just say, okay, I guess it's a no. But maybe that person that you asked the question to either didn't know the answer, wasn't in a position to say yes, didn't ultimately understand fully the question or just wasn't the right person in general, right? And so so that happens a lot where you have to make sure you can continue to get better at your questions so you can get better answers and you get better results, right? So it's a, it's a constant testing. Um, part of it with me running every day is that, you know, you, you get up, you're stubborn to a point that there's things that you don't want to do every day. You know, running is something I do, but it's not what I want to do every day. You know, I mean, some days just don't feel like it, but you just have to get out there and do it. And that's a lot of being stubborn in your approach. Uh, if you find that this is something that you want to do, have value, there's not going to be the perfect day. There'll be great days. There'll be not great days, but in between you'll find the lessons from the bad days so you can appreciate the great days. Yeah. And that discipline is so key. And it's something that you've clearly been able to develop over that time, the, the stubbornness, the perseverance, but that discipline is really what allows you to be able to go out and do all these things while having a full family and spending time, quality time with them. I think that's something that's really, really valuable. And, you know, it actually brings me, when you're talking about this, it makes me be reminded about some of the reasons that so many successful CEOs and executives spend their time ultra marathon running, doing Ironmans, uh, you know, doing competitive races. It's because they're putting themselves in a situation that forces them to be able to grow, to be able to recognize that where they are now, uh, they're capable of more and that that's possible. How has that kind of activity made an impact on your personal life as well as your business? 
So you set parameters for yourself, right? Where, where it gives you clarity. And it, for me, when running, you know, I get my best ideas, right? Cause I'm not to a point where there's, you know, the technology going off at a mile a minute, so much noise, so much distraction. So I have a moment for myself to get my time, get my composure so I can come back to the day. But with ultra marathon running, you, you just, you, you don't know what you haven't done yet. And that's like a lot with life is that, you know, before I ran a hundred miles, I didn't know how to run a hundred miles. I knew, but if I focus on the hundred miles, I would have probably stopped myself to the goal because it would have been too far from where I've gone before. So the goal became, okay, how can I make this actionable? Cause even like training for a marathon, maybe you'll get up to some 20 mile races or 20 mile runs prior to the, to the marathon. But for a hundred mile race, it's not like you're doing a, you know, a couple eighties or a couple nineties prior to the race, right? You're, you're basically saying, okay, I have to figure out how to, how to have the trajectory to go there. And then you actually, it's pretty true, but, but, and you hear this said a lot, but it's actually the first 50 miles of your legs and the last 50 miles of your mind, where if you think about getting to the hundred, yeah, you, you might just scare yourself off the cliff and not even start, you know, especially like mile one, I only have 99 left. You, that's like a lot with our goals. We get focused on the, the overarching ends and forget about, okay, all I have to do in mile one is get to mile two. All I have to do in mile two is get to mile three. And lo and behold, you start turning around and here you are at mile 50. And then for that, maybe it's not a mile anymore. Maybe you just have to get to the bridge or 200 steps or get to that tree. Now you're at mile 90 and you start turning around again. Okay, maybe I, I can just get another 10 steps, another five steps, but that's a lot like entrepreneurship. It's The path is gonna be unknown because you haven't done it before, but saying, okay, can I just get to that next pivot point, that next place, that next plateau to just say, okay, I'm here. What do I do now? And if we can all have that context in our business and our life, it, it will keep us going without the fear of saying, okay, I'm so far from my goal. There's always other people that potentially are so far ahead of me, or, you know, I don't know all the steps in the middle. Well, you don't, you don't, and you won't need, need to know all the steps. All you need to know is, okay, what is this next step I have to do right now to keep me in line of where I'm going towards my goal? Yeah. And it's so clear that when you're training yourself in your daily activity within the workouts and the routines and those things that you're doing, that that is going to end up playing into your business and the discipline that it's going to take to be able to succeed there. Now, when people hear about something like ultra marathon running or doing competitive uh, sports like this while running a business, while having a family, there's a lot of limiting beliefs that end up coming up for people. And one of those questions probably uh, that everyone's thinking to themselves is how do you find the time? How do you make the time? How do you uh, set aside your ability to be able to go out and, you know, run 20 miles because for some people they're just trying to find 10 minutes to get a workout in. And for you, you've been able to really design a, a way of thinking to be able to go out and train on a regular basis. So first thing that comes to mind is uh, I think even like meditation, like if you, if you don't have two minutes to meditate, you need an hour. Right. And it, that's the same thing with even running. Right. We all say we're so short on time, but we'll waste an hour and a half trying to figure out what to have for breakfast and what to wear. Or we'll, you know, be on social media for seven hours a day on Facebook or some of these other apps or, you know, fill in the blank. Right. So if you want to do it and you set priorities for what needs to be done, you have the time. You're just choosing to use your time in a different way. Because there are people out there doing it, right? And I find myself, that, you know, there's time I've been wasting the day too. I have to build that back and say, okay, well, is that time being useful? And can I erase it? So I eat consistently, you know, same things. I, I wear a pretty much pattern of clothing each day. You know, I, I take out some of these decisions that just aren't important to me. And then I get a couple minutes back here and there where I can use that efficiently for other stuff. 
where potentially I, I could have made that excuse, well, I'm too busy because I'm doing X. When, when in fact, I'm not looking at the in-betweens of where my time is to, to really maximize my calendar. Yeah. Yeah, that's really big because we're all making those decisions on a regular basis. Many of them we don't even know that we're making because they're actually the habits that we've made decisions in the past and then we're continuously doing those things over and over again. But it's actually breaking those habits. So for you as somebody who's been so committed to this, I think this is so valuable for investors and business owners to understand that I really want to belabor the point. What is it for you that you've done to be able to break some of those habits and reinstall these new ones, these new ways of being so that you can really step into that? Got to create wins, right? So sometimes in life, we just, we, we start to focus on the little things that are negative and we forget about the positive stuff, right? So you could have 23 hours, 57 minutes of positivity a day, great day. And then you'll go stub your toe and the whole day will be set off because you, you, you stubbed your toe, right? And then lots of times we'll focus on those little points of in-between that, that are just minor blips, but all of our attention will go there in the negativity and we'll go into the like, feast and famine mode, like, oh, the world is horrible because this small thing happens. Instead of saying, okay, what are all these good things that happen and focusing on them, right? Because where our attention will go, that's what we'll build. So create those wins. Each day, get up, get my morning routine in, go and have my run. At least I've set that up. I've created a win in the day. So where the next step will go, right? There might be some things that come up that are challenges, but I've always can track back that I got this done. So I've created wins. And then you do that little win on top of another little win. And all of a sudden it's a gigantic mounds of wins that you've been able to accumulate because now you're focusing on the wins and not just saying, you know, I had all this happen today. Someone cut me off in my car or, you know, X, Y, Z, right? And that's where your attention will go when you've had so much other good stuff happening. But because your mindset on that, you'll just keep finding ways to really focus on the negative instead of taking in all the good that you're exposed to each and every day. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's such good advice there. It's worth listening to a second time for sure. So shifting gears a little bit, you know, you're somebody who's going out and you're working on buying deals in competitive markets and many people today, you know, from an operator perspective or from an investor perspective, they're hearing about it from their operators they work with. Uh, they're hearing that it's, it's even tougher to find great deals, that it's even tougher to be the one to win those great deals. So what have you found that you've been doing or what have you found that's helped you to stand out amongst amongst the crowd you know it's a good question is it's consistency again right because because you have to be there and continue to be there because you're not going to know when the right time is you're going to just continue to do your actions to find the right time right so if if i show up today and it's me and the same person next to me you know, okay, maybe they have a stronger deal. Maybe their money, they, they, they're happy to take more return for their money. Maybe you fill in the blank. But for that point, me being consistent, us doing our actions here as a team, as, a, as, as an office, as a firm going forward, we know in rotation, we're going to put ourselves in the best position to eventually continue to have wins, right? And so do I know if that's tomorrow or next week or next year? No, I don't, but I do know it will come if we continue to put the motions in play. So what have been those motions for you that have ended up leading to you being able to win out when others haven't? Consistency and follow, right? So we had, what? We had two deals last year that were third, fourth follow-ups that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, one was a year after we first offered on it. Right. So, so that part right there. So we were pretty far out on that one. So that that's pretty good in our phase to say, you just have to keep on the radar because 
time changes everything, right? So, so our, our, our thought of where we are today is not necessarily what would be the, the soured motivation tomorrow, right? So typically don't assume that, oh, well, I offered on this before, they didn't like it, and then say la vie, and a year later, it's the same thought, right? So time changes everything, our first offer, you know, we, our first property, we had offered about six months prior and went back, kept on our list, and that was our first deal, right? But if we had just offered and went away, we still might not have a deal today. That makes so much sense. So it's, it's, it's that persistence that you're talking about to continue to ask that question, to continue to follow up and find a way at a new time with a new conversation, with a new way of asking, a new way of presenting it. That's really getting you to the front of the line because if the deal is still available, then there's got to be a way that you can change the scenario to be able to win that deal. Correct. So constant flow, constant interaction, and could be every couple of weeks, could be every couple of months, but you check back on these because you don't know how time will change things. But it puts you in a position too, where it opens up new opportunities, especially if you're speaking with a broker, right? Because, oh, so, hey, what's happened to that property? Oh, okay, that one traded. Well, what else are you working on, right? So it's constantly putting you in a frame of mind to be in a position to be ready when there's new opportunities that are available to you. Absolutely. So I'm curious, like you, as somebody who we obviously met through community, community has played a huge role in my development and the ability to do what I've been able to accomplish. I'd love to hear from you. How has community and masterminds and being surrounded by other people who are driven and on the same path impacted or influenced the business and the success that you've been having? You know, it's, it's, it would be hard to me to give value to it because it's, it's been so valuable, right? You're only as good as your team. And sure, maybe you can go out there and be a one-man show for a minute and you can do some of that. We've done, you know, a couple of our transactions have been purely not just doing them, right? And, you know, we'll put the whole deal together. Fine, you get it done. But it's more rewarding when it's with a team and you're able to maximize your approach because everyone is benefiting from being in their power position to be able to do what's best for the property. So growing, you constantly have these conversations just like yourself where we're chatting because we're finding synergies, how we can help each other because you do get bigger and better with where your resources come from and your resources come from your network. And so it may be that you have a question I'm able to help with or vice versa, right? Just because we've made this connection. We might not be intertwined at all on the projects we're doing, but we may be able to help both benefit from going forward just by now having the resources of the community we've built. Yeah, that's so huge. That's so huge. It's such a good reminder because it's like by getting surrounded by other people who are doing what you want to do, who are also on the path, maybe some people who are further along on the path, maybe some who are behind, uh, together, you're all are able to accomplish so much more and you never know where that relationship might go. It could yeah. be a quick meeting. It could be a, a partnership that happens five or 10 years down the line. I mean, we've both seen that happen within our own lives. So it's such, such a beautiful reminder to listeners on that. So we've made it to one of my favorite parts of the show, the growth rapid fire round where the questions are quick, but your answers definitely don't need to be. Talk to me about success. How would you define success and what is success to you? So if I look back, I want my kids to, to grow up to be really happy and just fulfilled with what they've done, right? And so if I can, if I can do things that can lead them to that point to give them the ability to be curious and to really want to look at life in a way that, you know, maybe I wasn't ready to do at that point, that will be success. Yeah, that's beautiful. And habits, what are some of those keystone habits, those things that you do on a daily or weekly basis that have led to you being able to create the foundation for that success? 
like I said, run every day. Don't plan it out. Just get out the door, right? Because sometimes we'll, we'll scare ourselves off the shelf because say, oh, well, I got to figure out a route to go. Just get out the door. And I, I put, I'll actually sometimes sleep in my clothes if I know I just do not feel like doing this. Sometimes I'll, I'll have my shoes by the bed. But on that fact, just get out the door and don't look at the weather because that's another just doesn't matter, right? Okay, it's cold, you're still running. If it's warm, it's still running. If it's raining, it's still warm. Running, if it's sleeting, you're still running. It doesn't matter. Just create the habits where you're not finding ways to create obstacles for you in your day. Yeah, making it so easy for you to do it. So once those shoes are on and you're dressed up, you're gonna be you're gonna be heading out and and getting that workout in. That's that's definitely such a a beautiful reminder. Uh, so inspiration. What impact have mentors made on your life, and how do you look at finding great mentors? You know, when you're looking for them, right, you won't find them. But when when you're ready, right, it it, it just happens, uh -huh. right? Because you're put in position to have them in front of you because you know there's a question that you can be. Because many times we look at mentors the other way. It's like I need someone to mentor me and, and to guide me apart. But mentorship is for you because you want to take action. And there's going to be little in betweens where they just are able to give you that little nudge and say, okay, you're you're going in the right direction, but just little nudge and then you're on your way right so they help you fill the gaps of the roles you need to do to continue on the trajectory of where you're going oh that's great and so finishing on this jason purpose what drives you to live your best life every day Healing in the family you know it's it's it, it sounds it sounds easy to say but of course you know you, you wake up and that's part of me even having to get up early because if I, if I get up a little bit later than I would, I would have little kids all over me and then I want to get out the door, right? So you get up early, you go back, you come back, you have smiling faces that are happy, want to do all kinds of little things that are they're discovering life. I mean, that, that just sets up everything. That sounds magical. So this has been amazing. Where can people find out more about you or get in touch? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So you can go over to Urusi Holdings. Uh, you'll find us there. Jason Urusi at Instagram. Also find us there. Uh, we are doing the uh, multifamily live um, event.com. You'll have that coming up in June, two-day event over there. So you can find us there. Feel free to reach out. Happy to connect. Love talking about mindset, of course, and multifamily. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I definitely look forward to the next time we get to hang out. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.